BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus a lot of the usual, well... Bullshit, I'm your host, Trey Dorn. It is May of 2023, and for people watching the video version, uh, you may be asking, Trey, why do you look like a disheveled weirdo sitting in a pickup truck? And the answer is because I am a disheveled weirdo sitting in a pickup truck right now. I'm on vacation. I forgot to record this episode before I went on vacation. I say forgot. I did not forget so much as ran out of time, which is why I did remember to throw all of my recording equipment in my bag. <laughs> Uh, and, 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 and recording this version of the podcast, because it's got to go out to Patreon listeners, uh, before I get home. <laughs> so, uh, just, uh, just a reminder, the Patreon listeners get these episodes a whole week earlier than everybody else. And if you, for, for just a dollar a month, want to get these episodes and uh, a whole week earlier, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Maybe I'm regretting that right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm regretting that right now. And, uh, yeah, uh, also as a reminder, um, uh, just to do a little housekeeping before we get started, in uh, July we always do uh, our annual Q&A slash feedback episode where you guys send in questions and comments to me and I read them on air and I answer your questions and it's a whole lot of fun. Um, and I need, I'm collecting questions for that right now. So if you go to bsforwitchcraft.com and click on the contact form and, and send me your questions through there, I will likely... There's a good chance I'm going to answer them in, uh, in like, you know, July. So, uh, get me those, uh, questions before July 10th. Uh, uh, the sooner the better, though. The sooner you send your question in, the more likely I'll get a chance to read it before I have to record the episode. So, yeah, uh, send me, send me your stuff so I can answer your stuff and we can, we can have fun with that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Now on to the topic of this actual episode, as again, uh, things are a little chaotic right now. <laughs> um, so what I wanted to talk about this month is uh, back in April, the Aquarian Tabernacle Church uh, announced that they were creating a new accreditation organization called the Accreditation Program of Wicca APW with the aim of, and I quote, creating a network of recognized Wiccan training programs known for high standards. Uh, the, the gist of it is that they want to professionalize uh, Wiccan clergy. And I'll, I'll link uh, to the Wild Hunt article about this in my show notes, and you can read all about it. And um, I really wanted to talk about this because this is a topic that has come up multiple times within the Wiccan community over the past, you know, multiple decades. And I think it's something that, like, it triggered a visceral response in me. And now I know that I'm going to do that standard thing I do every time we talk about Wicca on the show. <laughs> uh, that this is a general witchcraft podcast. Uh, and I always feel the need to apologize when we talk about Wiccan topics because I'm a Wiccan and I'm, I'm trying to recognize that I'm part of a larger community. But 
Uh, Wicca is still one of the largest factions of the modern witchcraft movement. It is one of, if not the oldest, modern witchcraft uh, form. Uh, not like obviously, I'm not talking about like traditional folk magic. I'm talking about fully modern system of magic, right? So, and no, I'm not fact checking whether or not it's the oldest. It might be, it might not be. I am not looking at a book. It is definitely, though, the foundation of the modern witchcraft movement. So, uh, it deserves to be talked about. And I know that this is a thing that really only affects religious witchcraft in general, like this entire topic, but I, secular witches, I, again, general witchcraft acceptance affects all of us regardless of what form it is. So we're going to talk about this. So regardless of what you think about the Aquarian Tabernacle Church, because uh, a lot of people have a lot of different feelings about it, um, the, the general concept that we should have a formalized Wiccan clergy is not a new one. It is one that has been kicked around for decades. And most of us have kind of like this negative response to the idea. A lot of us do, at least. Um, and it's because, like, to a lot of us, what drew us into Wicca was kind of like... A rebellion against the top-down structure of like the the dominant Christian faith in America right where they have a dedicated clergy and there's authority that comes through that structure and while Wiccan groups certainly have structure you know it's covens will have high priests and high priestesses uh, you know different uh, traditions will have different degrees of initiation and, and things like that, those realms of authority only really exist within those groups, right? And a, a, a high priest of an Alexandrian coven does not necessarily have any perceived authority over a random witch, like, in the middle of Oklahoma, right? Like, a random Wiccan witch in the middle of Oklahoma who is a part of an eclectic tradition that they practice on their own is not really necessarily going to recognize the authority of a high priest in an Alexandrian coven unless they are participating in that group's activity, right? It is the, the concept of, of high priests and high priestesses in, in a lot of Wiccan groups and most Wiccan groups is an administrative one. It is like... The entire concept that we are all equally, like, at kind of the same level under the God and Goddess is kind of baseline for a lot of Wiccans. I'm not saying every Wiccan, because anytime you try to find something as every Wiccan, you're gonna you're gonna miss people. You're gonna be wrong. It's just it's just what happens. But with my visceral response, I I just I wanted to explore that because maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't have all the perspectives. So I wanted to reason through the pros and cons of a formalized Wiccan clergy and where in the end I'm going to come down on the whole thing. Because again, this is not a new idea. This is not a new concept. This is something that's been brought up time and time again. 
I guess my biggest reluctance to the entire concept of a formalized Wiccan clergy is because, like a professionalized Wiccan clergy, is that it feels like you're trying to take Wicca and fit it into the paradigm of another faith, right? Like, a lot of faiths, a lot of the, the larger world religions, be it, you know, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, we have things like, uh, we have a clergy, we have, like, you know, in, in Christianity, you have priests and reverends. In, you know, in Judaism, you have rabbis. But all of this, like, you have these people who are these authorities on, uh, on, on the religion. Not necessarily a, like, not necessarily like a, a closer relationship with God, but like at least an educated, like, formalized clergy. Like when you take Christianity, especially, you have the entire concept of the church as a voice of authority, and. It's very much like taken for granted in American society that this is how religion is supposed to work. Whether or not religion always works like that in other faiths, that's the way most Americans assume it does. And so whenever you have a religion that doesn't quite fit exactly into that model, that doesn't fit exactly into the, you know, the, the structural authority of you know, of, of a clergy over, you know, parishioners, like all this. I'm, I'm, anytime you have that, that's the model that people expect. And Wicca doesn't really fit into that model. It is a far more personal religion and the way that it's evolved over the last, like, especially starting with the 80s with the rise of the solitary practitioner, it's most worship, most religious stuff for most Wiccans happens at home. It does not happen in a structure. It does not, like, and while there are community groups and community centers, which I think are great, and you have, like, you have places like Circle Sanctuary. For most Wiccans, and I've lamented the, the fact that commercial spaces are most of our community spaces, but it, it's still like a, a personal, like it was designed to be something that happens in homes and not in churches. And that, that makes it complicated. You see, we have this instinct to fit it into this mold, to get societal acceptance, to fit it to society's expectations of a religion and the idea that the average witch doesn't have any more expertise than any other witch is, is supposed to be a feature not a bug right like it's hard to define a wiccan clergy normally because everyone is supposed to be clergy now obviously in real life in practice there are different like levels of ability when it comes to the functions of that, when it comes to expertise, when it comes to the ability to counsel each other, the ability to, to handle things that are like in traditional clergy, there's far more training and there is far more like focus on that. And I, that is where programs like this, I can see them being helpful. However, it also feels like we're trying to fit into the larger expectations of of the Christian structure. Now, obviously, I I know that this is just where I'm coming from immediately. 
And I know that this is where, like, this is where my initial reaction is. So I went out to, I, I broke my TikTok hiatus and I put out just a video asking the question. And most of the responses, which I'll show some clips from here, uh, were, were people relatively agreeing with my initial gut reaction that I had kind of this viscerally negative reaction to a professionalized Wiccan clergy. The model for professional clergy <laughs> implies that there is at least a minimum bar for priesthood and that the people who have that bar have, you know, passed it. And in a time where pretty much anyone can print anything off and say, hey, I'm a priest, I get the want for something more organized like that, while personally being real damn iffy about it too. Personally, I don't think that Wicca should have any kind of structured clergy. And I will outline my argument. Firstly, because structured clergy has a tendency to stagnate adaptation, slowing down the evolutionary process to a crawl, which in an adaptive kind of practice like Wicca wouldn't make a lot of sense. My second argument would be towards the diversity of practice. Wicca is an umbrella term. There are a lot of subgroups that fit underneath that umbrella. You have your Dianics, your Alexandrian, your Gardnerian. The list goes on and on. So I don't know how a singular structural clergy would be effective in that scenario. My third point is a metaphor. You get too many witches in a room, it's like herding cats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Could you imagine trying to get all of, like, Wiccandom to agree on these points? To have a singular functional clergy? To go from a coven to coven basis to a structured clergy? Herding cats. And obviously, you know, obviously, I've, a, I've cultivated an audience who largely, you know, probably agrees with me on things, so... A bunch, a bunch of people wa watch who watch my videos uh, agreeing with my first reaction is not surprising. However, importantly, I I got a a very thoughtful response um, from which way up uh, that I think will open it up to things we need to consider about this topic that I haven't brought up yet. Hello, I'm emerging from the depths of my TikTok hibernation to answer this question. I see a lot of people's gut reaction to this question being, no, absolutely not. Why would we do that? It's too much like Christianity, etc., etc. But there is a very important role that professional clergy have within um, not just internal church matters or internal structured religious matters, my biggest reason why I think professional clergy would be beneficial, at least on a small scale, um, would be for the same reasons that chaplains are used within other areas of regular life, places like hospitals, prisons, uh, military bases, different um, organizations that utilize them to provide services for their employees or the people that live there, things like that. If you know me and you know where I work in my professional life, um, a chaplain's role is very, very important. And typically people who are of non-Christian faith um, 
particularly within the pagan realm, would benefit from having some kind of person to help facilitate their religious needs, not control them. And that's one of the biggest differences, I think, between a chaplain and a priest, right? A chaplain is a facilitator, not a educator or not so much of a formal leader when it comes to religion. The chaplain's role is to help facilitate, give the resources, and um, keep things organized, not to control what people believe. Typically, if you are applying for a chaplain job, you have to have some type of professional accreditation for why you can serve in this role. And I know it's hard not to have an internal like gut reaction that's like really icky about uh, things that resemble any type of Christianity, but there are still different roles that professional clergy serve within and without Christianity being involved. Chaplains perform a unique function in a lot of places, in prisons, in the military, that I think a lot of us take for granted. Now, while Wicca has been in the military chaplain's handbook for a while, there are no Wiccan military chaplains, and as far as I know, there aren't any in prisons either. Right now, if you are a Wiccan in the military, you are on your own. And Wiccans are actually one of the largest, uh, most most branches of the military don't release numbers on uh, on how many people of different religions are in it, but the Air Force does. And uh, at least at one point, Wiccans were the largest religious minority in the Air Force. And yet, there are no military chaplains who are Wiccan. Back on July 6, 2007, uh, Don Larson applied to become the first Wiccan chaplain in the U.S. Armed Forces. Even though Wiccans were one of the largest groups in the military who weren't Christian, he was rejected. And since then, no Wiccan has been accepted as a U.S. military chaplain. The focus of having a professionalized accreditation program might might give um, a Wiccan what they need to become a chaplain. Now, that's not for sure. But again, what we're trying to do is become palatable enough, I guess, to the Christian majority. Like, that's... It's such a challenge. Chaplains offer uh, services that are very much needed by people who are in the military, by people who are in prison. And right now, Wiccans aren't being served, even though they're one of the largest non-Christian religious groups in the, the military. Again, chaplains perform a necessary function. Chaplains are important to people in these situations. And the fact that one of the largest communities in the U.S. military is not served in their faith is ridiculous. And so, yes, a program like ATC's accreditation program would make it easier, in theory, for a Wiccan to become a chaplain. And there is value there. There is so much value there. 
And I think that it's easy to forget that. And in fact, I think that is the largest argument for having a professionalized clergy. <laughs> I think that is the, the strongest argument for it. The problem is, is it's still an imperfect solution, right? Like, Wicca is such a diversified faith in structure, in practice. Um, like, if I was in a situation where I was seeking a chaplain, would I want a British traditional Wiccan serving me? Right? Like, that's a, that's a good question. Would they serve me? Would the assumptions that this group's accreditation program serves all Wiccans stop a different accreditation program from being put together that might be better at handling other things? You see, once we create the structure in stone, it is immovable. You know, it becomes more difficult to change. It becomes that step. Like, is the problem that is the problem behind not having any Wiccan chaplains that we don't have a formalized accreditation program that fits in with society standards of what that should look like? Or is the problem that we have an expectation of these same formalized systems? Like, is the problem that <laughs> that society is built to function this way around faith and religion to have these expectations of these systems that mirror the ones of the dominant religious group, is that the problem? So is the solution to try to fit in with those structures or is the solution to try to change those structures? But also, are we ignoring an imperfect solution to this problem by not doing it? See, the, we're left at this, this, this crossroads of trying to fit in with the system, to try to assimilate to the societal expectation to get our foot in the door. But would that halt the progress of trying to make the larger change? Right? And I don't know that I have the answer to that question. <laughs> I don't know if I can tell you whether or not that it's better... You know, normally I... I usually say things like don't throw out imperfect solutions in the hopes that a perfect one's going to come along, right? Like I don't usually, I usually like in my other activism will like say we still strive for the perfect system, but we will take the imperfect steps that get us that progress. But is, is it progress to change? Is it progress to change the way that the religion works and functions then though? Is that actually progress? Is that it, it seems more like a step of assimilation to me, which I feel like would negatively impact the faith to begin with. But again, this is my opinion, and I don't know. I don't know if I have the right answer on this topic. And it's so hard to figure out what to do, to figure out where to go on a topic like this. I think that like is having multiple accreditation. Like it's the problem is that I don't know enough about this accreditation system, but the fact is, is that it still feels like it still feels like we're trying to create a class of clergy above regular Wiccans when we do this. 
because it is literally what we're doing. However, if by doing this we can give counsel to people in difficult situations, is it better? <laughs> oh, crap. So, we've spent all this time talking about this, and I don't have a good answer. Is this a half measure or is this a step backwards? Where do we go from here? Where do we take this? I genuinely don't know. I feel like the issue is that we need to change the system. We need to broaden this. We need we need to create some other standard of a way of looking at this than than the current system. And you know, maybe it means, you know, everyone just got to get a religious studies degree. I don't freaking frack. So I, I leave you with that very frustrated <laughs> version of events. Uh, yikes on bikes. I'm sorry. This is an imperfect solution. And I don't have an answer as to what the right one is. But uh, now I get to awkwardly segue into the outro. And of course, that is to remind you that... Uh, BS for Witchcraft is brought to you by Patreon patrons like you. Uh, <laughs> so remember, just for even just a dollar a month that you can get uh, these episodes a whole week early. You can get exclusive uh, behind-the-scenes vlogs that we're now doing every month. Uh, this month's will be probably shot. I haven't shot it yet, uh, but I'll probably shoot it also from the cabin um, that... Uh, my wife and I are staying at right now. I'm in the tr okay. So if you're watching the video version, Trey, you're on vacation, but why are you in your truck? Why aren't you like in the cabin you're renting? Because my wife is asleep. My wife is asleep, and I would wake her up. <laughs> that is that is the long and short of it. And now now you know. Uh, anyways, I want to give a sh the patrons Patreon patrons patreoncom slash trageorn is where you can support the show. I want to give a shout-out to people at the shout-out level of Stephanie Graves, Lindsay Dosey, Bruce Norville, Courtney, Amber Schmidt, Claire Dennis, and Caleb Burkowski. Um, is that the current list? I sure hope so. <laughs> I'm in the woods. If you, I, if someone signed up at that level and I miss them, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm dealing with an offline outdated list. I am in the woods. <laughs> Um, remember, you can always, uh, if you can't afford to support the show on Patreon, remember, you can always support the show, uh, by just sharing it with your friends. Uh, you can follow the show on social media. I am on Tumblr mostly at tragorn.tumblr.com. Um, I am on TikTok. Uh, is my username there. Uh, you can follow the show on YouTube, which is where you get to watch these lovely video versions. Again, there's, there's a, there's a cooler in the backseat. <laughs> It's empty because all the food's in the cabin, but there's a cooler in my backseat. 
Uh, you could see that if you watch the video versions on YouTube. Um, oh boy. <laughs> this is, I, I kept the show mostly on the rails. The outro is going off into the distance. Uh, also on social media, I technically, I guess I have a Twitter. Uh, who knows for how much longer? Because I've been shutting down inactive accounts. I don't know. T-R-A-G-O-R-N dot. It, whatever. There's no dot. It's a Twitter username. Uh, you can also follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash bsfreewitchcraft. Uh, do not friend me on Facebook. Only follow the show pages. I talk to my mom on Facebook. I keep having to tell you guys this. Yet the friend requests keep coming. Okay. Uh, and uh, remember, we're doing our feedback episode next month, uh, which tends to be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, and you can send in your questions at bsforwitchcraft.com and click on the contact form there. Should be bsforwitchcraft.com slash contact, but I can't remember <laughs> because I am offline and I can't look at the internet. I'm gonna, When I upload this episode to Patreon... I'm going to go uh, stand on the other side of the resort where I get cell signal and upload the MP3 there. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, the video versions, they'll get the video version early, but not as early this because mobile data is expensive. Uh, <laughs> these files are big uh, for the video version. Anyways, I remember we're part of the Nerd Inside Podcast Network, and just a reminder that Hex Positive has come back from its hiatus, and Bree is putting out great new episodes. Uh, if you want more witchcraft stuff that is less chaotic than this show right now, it's again recording from a pickup truck. Uh, you you can you can follow that show at nerdtie.com/hex, and remember we're part of the Nerd Tide Network. A whole bunch of other shows, nerdtie.com. We got actual play shows. The Meat Grinder is currently going through its third season. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know. I love you guys. Uh, all right, my chickens. Uh, uh, always remember, uh, dirt in our fingernails, brick in our hands, and, uh, don't forget to wash behind your ears. I don't know. I'm a mess. <laughs> I haven't shaved in a week. I'm on vacation. <laughs> Whoops. Let's get this done. <laughs>